All right, folks. 3.31 a.m. Let's get this started. You said you got a message from Trees for Me. Trees for me over on the Twitter. Hello. Uh, Getting the program back in order. Most of the material has been on the Patreon.com slash Wine Cellar Media Fund. And we do post, uh, I I do the same thing as like um, what uh, that nigga uh, Brianna Joy Gray does. I have free episodes on Patreon. It's just that they're on Patreon because then if someone's there playing the episode, they're like, hey, I'll give these niggas a dollar. You know, like, there, there's the chance they might do that. So I do put um, free material there. So, like, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you'll go there. You'll still see a feed of material <clears throat> and links and whatnot. Yeah, it's about, like, uh, stuff that I did as I'm trying to be one of the TikTokers, but I don't think that I do the... um the TikTok style, the way it's supposed to be done. All right, it is uh, indeed now 3.33 a.m., all right, and uh, and also uh, the main podcast feed, it's not Father Teresa's Wine Cellar anymore. I think I outgrew that. Yes. And Fizz Kalita and I, and we went into an era of just, like, black, black, bliggity, black, black, call it the black podcast. And um and now uh, Phoenix Kalita has like started up a, a business here and has a career there and is busy and you've noticed a lot more solo material from me and I took a picture of myself from work and um and put the font on it and changed it uh Mr Williams Laborhood and I just dropped the Mr Williams Laborhood RSS feed into the iTunes. Because uh, when you change the name, it changes the RSS feed. So I got to drop it in iTunes, in Stitcher. I got to drop it in all the pod players. And um, and then link it through Facebook and whatnot. It, I got to fight the good fight. It, it's as real as it's going to get. All right. But I did have some shit that I found interesting yesterday. And folks may know, I, I, I'm on long shifts I hesitate to use the word work because I'm not working the whole time, right? Uh, Long breaks, but fact is I'm out of the house and away from the microphones where I can't record. If I had a big enough table in my my break room, I would, I shit you not, I'd put the microphones there and get the recording in order. And all right, but we did have to, uh, a jumping off point was Larry Summers. Now, let me get there. There we are. All right. And so, Phoenix Kalita was like, man, you should look at what Larry Summers is doing. (laughs) And I was like, all right, time to start reading articles about Larry fucking Summers again. And I start looking for him, and I see uh, MarketWatch.com. And what I found notable from the MarketWatch.com article this is how ill things are. I didn't even get to hit my full 10 articles. I think I got like five or six. Did not get to do my 10 articles. Because it's just that real. And uh, what I found notable from the article, um, quote from the article, according to Jason Furman, the former chair of uh, President Obama's Council of Economics Advisors, the sacrifice ratio. <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> the sacrifice. 
the sacrifice ratio in the 25 years before the pandemic has been six percentage points, meaning one year of six percentage point jump in unemployment or two years of a three percentage point increase in the jobless rate would be required to knock down inflation by a full percentage point. That's from the folks at MarketWatch.com, and the headline is, Here's Why Larry Summers Wants 10 Million People to Lose Their Jobs. A little bit more from the article. Gen Z, listen up. Larry Summers is a name you ought to know. If, if Share this with your fucking kids. You got teenage kids, share this show with them. They can hear the word fuck. They hear it anyway on the YouTubes. Um, they continue... In May, the unemployment rate was 3.6%. What Larry Summers is basically saying is he wants the unemployment rate to rise to a level that would knock a full percentage point off inflation. The Fed favored core PCE price index cooled to a 4.9% on a year-over-year basis in April. Can you see what PCE stands for? Mm -hmm. Fiscal leaders looking up what PCE stands for. We're nerds. Uh, The current Federal Reserve officials don't accept that there needs to be such a stark trade-off. You found something interesting. Personal consumption expenditure? Personal consumption expenditure. So that's um, like uh, when I go and get a a cheese. Mm, I think so. But how much I'm spending on cheese... It's how much I'm expending on my personal consumption is what it sounds like. So the Fed favored a core personal consumption expenditure price index, and it cooled to 4.9% on a year-over-year basis in April. Uh, Back to it. Uh, Current Federal Reserve officials uh, don't accept that there needs to be such a stark trade-off. The Fed's forecasts call for the unemployment rate to rise to 4.1% next year in a way that would cool core inflation to 2.3%. Christopher Waller, a Fed governor, said the trade-off was less uh, uh, between inflation and unemployment than between inflation and job openings. So... You see that, um, you know, and I'm not partisan, but I get why folks would pick Democrats over Republicans. I see what you're going for. <laughs> and uh, but notice this shit. Right. So like um, during the Trump administration, man, look at them jobs numbers, jobs numbers going up. Don't worry how much they're getting paid. Job numbers are just going up. They're going up. Right. Coronavirus hits. <laughs> Variants hit. Biden administration lands, man, folks all quit their jobs in 2021. Nobody wants to work. And now here they are. These are the people that you call behind the scenes. You're not going to see Federal Reserve officials on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. All right. Larry Summers, uh, he makes public appearances, but he does not really make headlines and get shared the way he should. Right, so what's going to happen? Most likely, uh, Democrats are going to lose the midterm. Biden's going to lose the re-election. And it's going to be like, because he's causing all these jobs to be lost, while the fuckers that are on this Federal Reserve shit are like, we're going to make sure that we get rid of some jobs, 
so that prices can come down. And then, but how's that going to happen? The midterms are going to happen in 2022. Jobs will be gone. Prices will go down. And Republicans that won the midterms will be able to say it was because of us. Mm-hmm. Make Ron DeSantis president. Mark me saying that. Date stamp this episode. I've been watching this show. This is not a new show. <laughs> uh, the folks over at the Hill, right? I just, I, 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 I get to clicking and I get to searching. Rabbit holes are fun, kids. Oh, did you want to hear something funny, though? Shit, yeah. Uh, the CPI and PCE thing, because you asked what the PCE was. There's another one called CPI. Is that chained? Is chained the first word? I missed the first word, but what amuses me is that those are two different things that measure the same thing, the same type of inflation. But CPI is based on what households are buying. PCE is based on what businesses are selling. Mm. Are we not buying what they want us to buy? Correct. Consumer price index. Father muckers. Based, all right, it, it, it gets better. Look, the fact is, America, you have freedom, and the people in charge care about you. They care about you in particular. Maybe even more than me. But then, sometimes they care more about me than you. Based on credit scores. Uh, yeah, the folks over at the Hill, their headline, uh, Biden, after talking with Larry Summers, Says recession, not inevitable. (laughs) Uh, The note that I took from the Hill, right? Because whole articles, um, I know I'm a boring ass cold reader. I'm not as interesting as I think I am. Uh, uh, He has called on Congress to pass tax reform to make the wealthiest Americans and big corporations pay what he argues is their fair share as a way to reduce inflationary pressures. Ideological segregation. All right, I broke out of the article. Ideological segregation is the only way to go so we can stop doing this stupid fucking song and dance. Folks, tell your Generation Z teenagers and young folks that this is the same goddamned song and dance. And if they don't want to play it for their entire adulthood with climate change, (laughs) fucking segregation, only way, ideological segregation, we have to cut off and let them have their Republican nation and we have our great replacement of Western culture nation. It's the only way. They can have all the evangelicals and the Nazis and all that shit. They can have all that on their side. And then, hey, here I am sounding pro-military. Along the whole border, nothing but tanks aimed at their side. Don't you dare come over here. Don't you come over. All the Mormons, too bad. Because we're going to have the North and they're going to have the South. We already have lines. Let's not bullshit ourselves. Utah, you got to go down there. We don't do whatever the fuck it is you're doing. Good day, Mr. Mitt Romney. Bishop, Mormon bishop. Tell your teenagers that. They should probably know that Mitt Romney is a Mormon bishop and that one of the duties of a Mormon bishop is when girls turn 13, they go in a room alone with them and tell them every single time they've masturbated and all their sexual thoughts. 
Tell your kids that about Mitt Romney when Democrats are sharing favorable headlines of him because he called out Donald Trump. Jesus. All right, I'm supposed to be coming from the article here. Uh, from the Hill. Phoenix Leader thinks this shit is funny. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. It's, it's real. funny. It's fucking real. <laughs> I'm 39. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> um, uh, so they continue from the Hill, uh, quoting uh, uh, jo- uh, Joseph Robinette Biden. I think we're going to be able to get a change in Medicare and a reduction in the cost of insulin. We can move in a direction uh, that we can provide for tax increases on those in corporate a- in the corporate area as well as individuals as it relates to Trump's tax cuts. And for some reason, in brackets, they put former president. I think that's for the the Jan 6 niggas. (laughs) They continue. Uh, Biden is essentially pushing back on remarks that Larry Summers made the previous day. Uh, The Hill's morning report at long last, um, excuse me, at long last, uh, Senate strikes gun deal. Oh, wait, that's a that's a, a hyperlink. And Larry Summers said on Sunday that his best guess is there will be a recession in the U.S. Now, I was like, man, that's some wild stuff. What else is going on? And I land on finance.yahoo.com. Yahoo, they, um, they curate. They mostly, and, and they always cite their source, of course. They're yahoo.com, right? They're not a poor podcaster trying to get on. <laughs> And um, so they're telling us uh, by the headline, five years at 6% unemployment or one year at 10%. That's what Larry Summers says. (laughs) Now, folks, new word for your life, stagflation. You heard this shit, Fiend School Leader? Stagflation. Stagflation. This is why my podcast will never be really popular. I gotta start talking about dating and fucking. Yo, do y'all like sex? Do you like when you have an orgasm? Let's talk about that. That's fun. Nobody wants to talk about stagflation. You'll care about stagflation when you can't (laughs) afford diapers for your kids. Let's do it from the article. Um, inflation historically has an inverse relationship with unemployment, meaning when inflation is high, unemployment is typically low. In basic macroeconomic principle and in the opinion of Larry Summers, uh, higher unemployment would translate to people having less discretionary income to purchase goods, lowering demand and reducing prices, i.e. inflation. Bullshit. Uh, They continue um, uh, quoting Larry Summers now. I don't know how he talks. Um, The gap between 7.5% unemployment for two years and 4.1% unemployment for one year is immense. Is our central bank... Excuse me. (sighs) While I yawn, it's 3.47 a.m. Um... Is our central bank prepared to do what is necessary to stabilize inflation if something like what I've estimated is necessary? End quote. Embodying uh, Volcker's legacy. <laughs> that fucking, that a bold ass statement. Is the federal government ready to jump and fetch whatever I told them to do? Me, as a person, <laughs> I am an important man. 
No. It, well, he is. I don't know if you knew that about Larry Summers. And honestly, though, this is that shit about, like, people who really do not grasp that, like, nobody in the federal government cares about you. Like, look at how glibly they're talking about, oh, just 1% unemployment or so many thousand jobs. That's that many percent more homeless people. Yeah. That's that many more percent people who are going to die because they can't afford their medication. That's that many more people who are going to have kids that are going to cry themselves to bed because they're hungry and have no food. And they're just like, it's just 1%. It's just 3%. It's just a little inflation. It's just a couple jobs. These are people's lives. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> now, they um they uh, have a subheading here, embodying Volker's legacy. Uh, and they follow under it. One danger is that unemployment and inflation will fall out of their usual inverse relationship and leave the U.S. economy in a period of high employment and high inflation or stagflation, <laughs> a term that has uh, seen spiking Google interest over the past month. And apparently I am now a part of that interest. <laughs> The last time the U.S. saw a period of stagflation was in 1973. That sounds about right when they were like, all right, let's give these broads bank accounts and abortions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we need, uh, if, 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 uh, if we may speak crassly, someone in Congress said, we need to tax these hoes too, nigga. Pretty much, yeah. Why are we only taxing husbands? We could tax wives too, nigga, and lesbians. Yes. <laughs> Let's get this paper. <laughs> it was in 1973 after the collapse of the Bretton Woods currency system, which left the U.S. dollar in free float. This is not already in my realm of knowledge. This is new to me. Um. <clears throat> and left the U.S. dollar in free float in the face of surging high inflation. Wait, it left the U.S. dollar? When did the U.S. um, get down with Saudi Arabia? Uh, I think we started that in the 60s, I think. In the 60s? Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, The, um... Uh, the federal chief, uh, Paul Volcker, famously brought the Fed, the federal funds rate, which currently sits between uh, 1.5% and 1.75%, to above 20%. That's a bit of a wide fucking window, uh, bringing on uh, back-to-back recessions in 81 and 82. Wait a second. At the beginning of the Reagan administration coming off of Nixon? Well, ain't that something. That, that information really kind of flows through the fence, kind of like a water gate, the way it kind of flows. You know, and we don't worry about it. <laughs> Folks, um, I have these articles linked on my, uh, my personal Facebook page, but it's a public post. Um, you can check them out. Let's uh, check out. We're going back to marketwatch.com. And their headline, they say, the Fed can't prevent a recession, Larry Summers and his co-authors say. Now, let me do a skip, bop, barit, rap, ribble rap. Now, this one, we're going back to May 2nd, because I was like, hold up. These niggas must have already been talking about this, which, as it says, right, because the articles I got were from this week, and they're saying in the past month, people have been interested in this stagflation thing. So now we're going back to May before June. May 2nd, and um, uh, from the the article, 
with inflation surging to a new 40-year high and continuing to accelerate, the Fed is expecting to lift interest rates by a half percentage point at the end. And remember, they said 40-year high and they had that shit cracking off 1981 mm-hmm. and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I'm pointing to Phoenix like she's my audience. <laughs> um, uh, surging to a 40-year high and continuing to accelerate, the Fed is expected to lift interest rates by a half percentage point at the end of its next meeting on Wednesday, uh, which would all obviously be back in May. They had that meeting, and I would have liked if Rachel Maddow, Chris Hayes, or Lawrence O'Donnell would have told us about it. I've been subscribed to their shows since then. They have not talked about that. I get it. The January 6th information, worth covering. Apparently, uh, polls are showing less and less people think the Republicans are valid. Fair deal. Cover this, too. Fit it in somewhere. All right? We don't really need the dad jokes about some guy in a mask at Pelosi's desk or whatever. Continuing... It will be the second of seven planned rate hikes, seven planned rate hikes in 2022, following a quarter point increase in March as the Fed tries to cool consumer demand and slow rising prices. Uh-uh. An individual by the name Which, of Greg Robb. Irony, no. the whole like, get your ass out and go back to work. The economy can't stop. And now it's like, whoa, whoa. Too many people are buying things. What? And not buying what we need you to buy. Like, yeah, we get it. You bought food, but the fidget spinner sales are down. More fucking fidget spinners. Matter of fact, call Apple, tell them, speed up that planned obsolescence and start working on the iPhone 37. Get on it and put five camera lenses on it. Wider three camera lenses. Do I need to see the bird in the tree that bad? <laughs> Fucking continuing. Greg Robb with two Bs. Uh, Fed's half percentage point interest rate hike uh, next week. Uh, seen baked in the cake. Wow. Uh, By raising interest rates, the central bank is hoping to achieve a proverbial soft landing for the U.S. economy in which it's able to tame rapid inflation without causing unemployment to rise or triggering a recession. Yeah, the people that are like uh, like 16, 17 years old right now, Mm -hmm. the first couple years are going to be pretty shitty. Yep. It's going to be whack, son. Move to the Midwest, fucking get these factory jobs. I'm telling you, the white people that are from the Midwest are comfortable, slow, and weak. All of you coastal workers and you workers from the South, you can outcompete the fuck out of them for these $18.50 an hour jobs with plenty of overtime, fucking bonuses out the wazoo, and a housing market ready for you to snag up in. My niggas on the coast. Climate change is coming for that ass. Sea level rise is coming for that ass. Come on in here and let's greatly replace these white Midwesterners. They're weak. I wish niggas would. Telling you. Nigga, I have over 50% of my household 
running a fucking company right now, like which gives leverage to it's inherently a union. I can literally pull the majority of the labor from the company we work for when I fucking feel like it. At this point, am I really stealing from work or am I just saying <laughs> be a shame if something were to happen to it? That's that's much more so. <laughs> Who? A uh, little bit more from uh, from the folks at Market Watch back in May second. Remember, we're back and we're in the time machine one month ago right now. Uh, <clears throat> our da 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 bop bop bop. Unemployment will remain. There we go. Uh, the Fed and professional forecasters project that inflation will recede to below three percent and unemployment will remain under four percent in two thousand twenty three. I'm not betting on. Um, Our recent research, however, uh, here we go, uh, suggests that engineering a soft landing is highly improbable and that there is a significant likelihood of a recession in the not too distant future. That's because high inflation and low unemployment are both strong predictors of future recessions. In fact, since the 1950s, every inflation has exceeded 4% and unemployment has been below 5%. The U.S. economy has gone into a recession within two years. Note that they said since the 1950s, ever since that whole, the war is over, everybody leave the house when you're 18, buy a house, buy a car, get married, white flight to the suburbs. This is new America. Mm -hmm. We're ramping up the capitalism thing. And yeah, we defeated the Nazis, but start making your own new Nazis where you are. We got some cool stuff for you in the future. Not new Nazis, just bring the actual ones over. Yeah. We did that. Well, America did that. It's like, why does he have a German last name and he's from Argentina? What is that? (laughs) It's good stuff. All right. Um... Let's see, 3.57 a.m. That is all I can do because that's how time works. Um, But I can leave you with this clip because it was seeing the name Larry Summers in the headlines bothered me. All right, because I was like, that name doesn't mean anything good is going to happen. And uh, I am a, a strong believer in Nicole Sandler. Nicole Sandler, I always say, has the greatest show prep in the game and uh and sometime i think it was 2013 she uh she interviewed uh da ba da bop uh alan grayson talking about larry summers alan grayson was the congressman with guts i do say was emphatically because hillary clinton corrupted him literally and that's why he will never be a guest on nicole sandler's show again because she got at his ass about it like a real journalist fucking should all right because she uh hillary clinton brought alan grayson into the um the 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 new dlc for 2016 Mm -hmm. motherfuck and uh, and Nicole Sandler fucking um as they say the whole feet to the fire thing, but then that makes me think of lynching. All right, uh, but this is a clip from that, and that's what we leave you with. The new term that's coming into wide use—it's called larrying. <laughs> larrying. 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 La- yeah, Larry Summers has become a verb. Oh to larry. my god! And, and when you larry something, it, what you what, what it is is when a very very bright person consistently screws up. 
I'm sure he's quite brilliant, but he's a screw up, and I right, and I certainly don't uh, want you know, to turn and, and you listen to the president sort of try to rationalize this, and the president says, said, "Well, he was in the trenches with me, and and uh, we faced the biggest economic crisis." Yes, but he gave really, really bad advice yeah. that has dramatically slowed our recovery from that recession. That's the bottom line. Right. You can't judge people by whether they're in the trenches with you or not. You have to judge people by the quality of, of, of their judgment. And his judgment is horrible. He took the largest endowment in, in, of any university in America and, and, and cut it by 40%. It, uh, what's he going to do? Cut GNP by 40% as well? I, it's horrifying to think that somebody with, with like a, a relentlessly miserable track record Leaving aside his misogyny, right. leaving that aside, right. you know, right. a, a, a relentlessly, a, an unbroken record of utter failure will fail upward to the point where he's controlling the entire U.S. economy. Yeah, Nicole Sandler, Radio or Not dot com, uh, fucking best show prep in the game, and I love that. Fucking my comment is the only comment on this YouTube video. And I am one of the only five likes. Congressman Alan Grayson explains the term larrying. All right. And um, <clears throat> and what I could not, what I was not able to get to, uh, because it is 4.02 a.m., I gots to go, was uh, two articles from CNBC that both have the same uh, thumbnail for some reason. Uh, one was what a recession means for return to office battle between workers and companies. And... Um, and making sense of why executives are eager to get employees back in the office. Uh, I want to share what I got from those articles with you when I can again, but I need to go give 16 hours of my life to capitalism now.